The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Your new or existing home is one of your most important assets, yet too many people rely on sites, shows, and tips from people who are not in the real estate business when making important decisions. It's time to get real and trust a professional. This is Real Real Estate Today with host Deb Tomorrow. In this series, you'll learn about making smart decisions when it comes to buying a home, selling a home, or even staying in the home you're in. Now, here is your host, Realtor Deb Tomorrow. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are sitting around sobbing today. I don't know what it is. I think it's the weather a little bit. And then, well, I just got a, uh, a letter in from some people that are trying to make an offer on one of my listings. And it's, we were talking about the emotional letters of grabbing onto your heartstrings. So we're going to try and turn it around and perk it up a little bit. Karen looks like she could cry at a I moment's notice. I could totally notice. cry. I think I would sell my house if someone sent me a sappy letter. I'd say, okay, it's yours. That should probably be another show. <laughs> I know, it's tough. So anyways, hi, how you doing? I am your host, Deb Tomorrow, T-O-M-A-R-O. Find me on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, you can find all my latest rantings on Twitter of companies that I'm mad at. That's the only time I ever tweet anything personally is when I get bad service somewhere. That was once a month, maybe. Uh, I am here today with Karen Rastel, who is the best name letter in the state of Indiana. Say hello, Karen. Hello, Karen. We are also joined off mic by Rachel, our associate producer, who's the face of an angel. But the mouth of a sailor, so we don't let her on the mic. But do you want to talk about your weekend at all? She can't. I can't. Too emotional. She's too emotional. So, Rachel, I'm going to talk a little bit about it. Maybe we can post some links because it's kind of fun. Rachel, no big deal, like hung out this weekend with Dolly Parton and um, Randy Travis and Vince Gill and Charlie Daniels Band. Uh, Oh, did you see Garth Brooks? Yeah. Did you see Garth Brooks cry? Yeah, she did. Uh, Trisha Yearwood. Oh, did she cook you something? She's got that Southern cooking show. She's a good cook. Who else? What other? Let's name drop some more. Brad Paisley. Brad Paisley. Oh, yeah, he was there. Was his wife there? No. Okay. Well, then. Chris Christopherson. Chris Christopherson. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, um, I don't know who that was. She said another name. I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not even a country music fan either, but I I did catch some of the internet um, videos and things with the inductees. Right. So, Rachel's grandfather was Fred Foster. is Fred Foster. No, I meant to say was inducted, and then I changed my sense in the middle. <laughs> He's still with us. Is Fred Foster, who was inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame on Sunday. And so there was a big celebration, and uh, it was highly emotional. If you didn't see the clip, and again, not a country you know, aficionado by any means, although I have read Dolly Parton's autobiography, and I'm a big fan. Um, uh, Randy Travis singing 
Amazing Grace after Stop. three years. I know you get the like, goosebumps when you just even think about it. It was pretty powerful. And Rachel said she's still recovering. And that's why she's not able to um, talk about it because it was just such an emotional experience sitting in a theater full of country music folks um, sobbing their eyes out. I know. That just gave me goosebumps literally on my head. That's you weird. Ever, you ever had that before? I have not. I've only had that when I was in a supposedly haunted house. But other than that, that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> Country music, haunted house, you know, whatever. It's all the same. So. so anyways, okay, well, maybe we'll get but uh, get uh, her story some other time. But check out some links to that okay. event because it was really pretty cool. And we're honored to uh, to know Rachel. I said, I said I'm like six degrees, six degrees of separation. So now I'm officially like... My two degrees from Dolly Parton. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> pretty awesome. My step-grandfather went to college with Richard Nixon. So when he was alive, that was my two degrees of like two degrees of Richard Nixon kind of thing. So anyways, okay. So I was watching, Karen, have you ever watched Tiny House Hunters? We're going to um, talk about real estate. Mm, I, I don't know if I've seen that one, but I've seen all the other ones when it comes to the tiny house. Well, it's like house hunters. All, yeah. Same thing, except they're tiny houses. Okay. And so I flipped this on the other day, never seen it before. And I don't typically watch House Hunters anymore because it kind of drives me crazy. It's like reliving my work day over and over and over again. So you kind of have to have a break. And I, I don't have my notes with me, but I started taking some notes of all the things that people were saying as they were going through the tiny houses. And there were things like, it's so small. <laughs> I'm like... And it's a tiny house. That sounds like a drinking game. Of course game. it is. Like, yeah, when they walk in. They're oh, like, I'm sorry. It's it's uh, larger than 600 yeah. square feet. It's too large. There's not enough counter space. <laughs> yeah. It's 96 square feet. One of them was 96 square feet. Uh, so, But when I flipped it on, and the reason I kind of got suckered into it was because there was a nice young couple, and they were looking at tiny houses. And then you kind of look at her, and you're like, oh, I think she's pregnant. Mm, that's a tight squeeze, 400 square feet, right? Then you hear the realtor go, well, with your three kids plus the one on the way. I kid you not, six people. So they're looking for experience. Like they, they want to be, they want a mobile tiny house. So they can like travel. Yeah, and- they call it boondocking. Is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's boondocking. So they want a boondock, which is like you just pull I, off into the woods somewhere, whatever. You don't need any kind of hookups. You're sort of self-sufficient. So you have water tanks. It's not like an RV where you have to hook up to a water supply or whatever, although right. you don't because they have to water tanks too. So I'm not sure why you wouldn't buy an RV. But they weren't going to. They were looking at these tiny houses like on wheels and stuff. And so then the mom was like, well, it's really important to me that every child has their own space. I'm like, you have 400 square feet. I don't know what to tell you. And then every single fridge, she's like, that fridge is not going to be big enough for my family of six. I'm like, that's because you need a house. Did they, that's that episode you watched, did they end up picking a house that was like circular in shape? They ended up picking a house that the wheels on the bus go round and round. They picked a school bus. That's been converted into Mm -hmm. a house? Do yeah. all the children and the... They're bunks. And so it was like a tour bus, you know, like if you can imagine like One Direction has a tour bus and they mm-hmm. have all their bunks where they can slide little curtains closed. You say One Direction, I'm going to say like Poison or Def Leppard or something like that. One Direction, <laughs> for sure. Okay. But anyway, okay, so the kids all had their space. I guess, so. but they were in a school bus. Interesting. But I'm also thinking from the real estate perspective, I'm like, I don't know that I am really licensed to sell a school bus. Is the school bus, like, could it, is it still drivable? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is yeah. so interesting. And it had the front two seats, and then there was, like, a little gate, and then you go through the gate, and it was the whole living space. There was a bedroom in the back, and then there were bunks. You should have totally written down the episode. 
Oh, the episode number? I'm sure I can yeah. find it. Okay. It was interesting, but I about died when, because it, it wasn't until they were halfway through the first house, because I missed the very beginning, that I realized that they were looking for a tiny house for six people. I was like, I don't know if that's going to work, but okay. So anyways, we'll that's, have to That's follow true up. love. But I then I started. I, I, true love if you want to be that close. <laughs> I kept watching more, you know, I watched, I think, one or two more episodes and everybody was like, so small. And I'm like that's what you're trying to do and okay all right and then Karen you uh texted me this morning right yes and did you see it I did I did watch the today show and who was on the today show Chip and Joanna Chip and Joanna our favorite yep I I thought I'd missed it actually because they did a little snippet at the in the 8 30 like slot or something, mm-hmm. and then they were coming back in the nine o'clock hour. So I did catch all of it. Oh, they did two slots. Yes. Okay, because I, w- I went back online this afternoon and watched it so I could be up to speed. So I guess they've just had a book come out. Yes. I sent Rachel. I sent you the link to that too, so we can you know make sure everybody knows the latest and the greatest. My my question though to you is, when did Harry Connick Jr. become a correspondent for the Today Show? Well, this is uh, because I've been working from home the last couple of days. Uh-huh. I'm doing my continuing education uh-huh. for my license. Um, he's only been like a celebrity co-hosting the last two days. So it's just ironic. Oh, yeah. Because okay. I was so like, just, when did this happen? And nope, I was Just yesterday confused. and today. Okay. Well, he did a good job. He read the book over the weekend. So they, Chip and Joanna were out there um to promote their new book, the Magnolia something. Magnolia story. Okay, the Magnolia story. But what was amazing to me was that uh, Chip said uh, they're from Waco, Texas. We all know Waco's got a little bit of a, not some great things happened in the past. It's not a high uh, tourist destination. If you say, where are you going in Texas? People are going to say Dallas or Houston or Austin or San Antonio. Mm-hmm. not going to say Waco. Um, but they are bringing he said 20 to 30,000 people a week to yeah. Waco to come see the silos and their stores and all that good stuff. That is totally a destination spot for me. We should we should do your show remotely from, from Waco. Waco. Mm-hmm. Okay, road trip. Maybe up on top of the silo because they have that, like, it's like a grassy area. On top of the silo? Yeah. Really? It's like a rooftop oh, yeah, uh, yeah. terrace, I guess you'd say. Oh. We should do it up there. Okay. Well, road trip. I think we've talked about that once before, road tripping down to Waco. So we need to probably quit talking and start doing. Excellent. All right. Should we talk about real estate? Yes, please. Eh, I feel like I could fill the hour with (laughs) other topics, but all right, we'll focus. So we're going to talk today about something that realtors don't ever want to talk about or don't like to talk about that kind of like makes them anxious. And that's, it's Zillow. No, it's not Zillow. But it's that same anxiety. It's actually for sale by owner. And you know what we call for sale by owners in the biz? No. What do you guys call it in the biz? Fizbo. Oh, that. that? Okay. I want to make sure everybody knows that. So You need to say it again because I talked right over you. For sale by owner, we call Fizbo, which is how you pronounce F-S-B-O, I guess. I don't know. Fizbo. So you're going to hear me say that a lot. Drink every time I say Fizbo. Um, A lot of realtors look down on Fizbos, and I don't want this show to be bashing them. Um, I think, I, I hate to say it, so I'm going to say it real quietly, so, so no other realtors, I don't want, if you're a realtor, turn your turn this off for a Ear, second. At my house, it's called okay. earmuffs. Okay, earmuffs. earmuffs, cover your ears, right? I think there's a time and a place for Fizbo's. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a secret. I once sold a property by owner. Gasp. 
prior to prior to being a realtor certainly because right. as a realtor I can't sell like I have to disclose that I'm a realtor and all that right. good stuff because I have license but I did um, one time I wonder if that played into your your career path because you were like you know I maybe I can do this I don't think so because I'm pretty I was pretty clueless at the time and I think I'm still pretty clueless like when I think back on it like I don't even know how I accomplished all of that the thing was at the time I was so blinded by love I didn't really care I know it's a pretty sappy story but basically I had just bought a condo and then about four months after I bought the condo I met the love of my life Um, and then six months after that we found the home of our dreams which was kind of crazy so we've been together six months and we bought this house together I know that's insane but We've been together almost 11 years now, so I guess it was legit. But anyways, I'd only been in the condo for a year, and I didn't have a ton of equity in it. Um, I didn't really want to lose a ton of money, but I hadn't really thought about what I was going to do or how I was going to sort of make this transition because uh, I was moving to Bloomington from Indianapolis about 60 miles away at some point, but I didn't know I was sort of staying in the house down here on the weekends and in the condo uh, during the week and working. Anyways, I had talked to my realtor a little bit about it, and she, I think, brought one lady by and looked at it, but nothing really happened from that. And then I came home one night, and there was a note on my door, and it was from my neighbor upstairs, who was only there on the weekends. And so I never really saw her because I was gone on the weekends. And she was there on the weekends. And um, uh, it said that her best friend wanted to buy my condo. That word around the condo complex was that I had bought a house. And Mrs. Chipper was my next door neighbor, so she kind of helped spread the word. Oh, I thought you were going to say Mrs. Kravitz. No, Mrs. Chipper. I loved her. Um, and wanted to buy my condo. I was like, oh, okay. Well, there you go. And so we agreed on price. Uh, and then we kind of looked at each other. I remember this part and said, yeah, I don't, what do we do now? <laughs> and she was like, I think you have to go to Staples and buy a contract. Yeah. And so that's what I did and attempted to fill it out. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that story um, and how it didn't financially ruin me. And that's why I kind of my stance on for sale by owners uh, when we come back from the break. So stick around, follow us on Facebook during the break. We've got good posts coming out there. We will be right back. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. 
This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. Oh, I'm not sure I'm ready for this segment. We're going to talk fast because Karen was telling a story during the break and she had to stop. And so she's left us on a cliffhanger, but it has something to do with men wearing blinged out jeans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I know. I'm sorry for your listeners. They won't be able to hear this. <laughs> okay. sure, if it's great. important, I'll make note of it and fill everyone in. Okay, so we were talking about FISBOs for sale by owners. And I was sharing a story about uh, one time before I was in real estate and uh, what happened with me and how I ended up selling my condo for sale by owner. I think my realtor probably had a heart attack after that. So did you have a realtor? Well, I had someone who would helped me buy it the year before. Okay. And I had stayed in touch with her. You know, she's a so good realtor. she knew you were ready to sell or you were yeah. thinking about Yeah, I mean, that was uh, when I bought the house down here it was a call that I made like I think you know if you know anyone who wants to buy this condo that I just bought kind of thing um so yeah then I had to call her and say sorry (laughs) she's not with us anymore so rest her soul she's a nice lady um anyways back to happier things so I guess the question is you know I don't we had no idea how to put a contract together yeah I remember standing in the aisle at Staples like "Mm, I guess this one's the right one I don't know Uh, her lender and we'll talk about this a little bit more but her lender the buyer's lender did kind of point us in the right direction she goes okay now you need to go to a title company (laughs) we were like okay we literally had no clue I could not tell you how I fill out the contract who paid what closing costs and if it was how it was normally done. And well, no why idea. should you have, well, in retrospect, why why the seller shouldn't have to fill out the offer? It should have been the buyer. That's true. So, I didn't even think so about it your, at the time. Did, did you I recall? had to pay the fourteen ninety five for the thing <laughs> at Staples. <laughs> did the buyer have representation or no? No. no. Oh, this we were all even, winging it. I about said funner. I was going to say this is a lot more fun than just the sell, it being a FISBO. But yeah. now you have a purchaser, a right. buyer with no representation. Right. right. Okay, continue, right. Deb. Okay. So, you know, I honestly cannot remember the details. It's been 11 years or 10 years. Um, I'm pretty sure I ponied up some money for a radon system. I, I But I couldn't tell you. Because I couldn't even tell you if someone says, oh, the radon levels are high. Okay. Because I didn't know what radon levels were supposed to be or could be. or I know the first thing about radon. Um, I don't know if I paid for title insurance. I mean, I'm sure there was title insurance involved. Who paid for it? I don't know. <laughs> couldn't tell you. Uh, so could I have used some help? I mean, moral of the story. Yeah, absolutely. I could have used some help. But a buyer was in front of me. We agreed on a price. You know, did it make sense to pay full commission? No, probably not. I mean, I think I would say that today, if a buyer's in front of you and you're trying to sell something and you've already agreed on the price, does it make sense to, you know, no, probably not. That's what I'm trying to say. So we're going to talk about, as I turn my page here, 
we're going to talk about the seller side of things mostly, and we'll talk a little bit about the buyer side of things because that's a question I get a lot from buyers. They say, well, I saw this house. It's for sale by owner. What am I supposed to do? So we'll talk about what those steps are. But mostly what I want to talk about is from the seller side. And again, I'm not trying to convince you not to do it. I'm just kind of giving you some food for thought. Um, and you know, think about when are some appropriate times to sell by owner. So obviously the first appropriate time to sell by owner would be when you have a buyer. I just think it, you know, it makes sense and it happens. But I will tell you, one of the most misleading stats out there, if you start Googling um, for sale by owner, National Association of Realtors does stats every year on uh, profiles of home buyers and home sellers. And they say that for sale by owner, properties sell quicker than properties that are listed with realtors. Rachel goes, huh, right? Yeah, I I heard this story yesterday because I thought the same thing. Hmm. Yeah, it's a little misleading because of the situation just like mine. Majority of the for sale by owners are done between parties who know each other. So the homes are never really on the market. So you can be like, oh, yeah, they were on the market for a day or they closed in 30 days from the date of, you know, when I decided to sell kind of thing because they weren't on the market. So don't get suckered by that number. Trust me, if you put your house out there on the market, it's probably not going to sell quicker um, because you don't have full exposure and full marketing um, efforts behind it. But sometimes that might be a buyer that approaches you, like with my house, or like what was um, Rachel, we were just telling a story of, was it in Nashville? So in Nashville, she had some friends that were telling her that people do searches on on um, who's missed a payment on their mortgage. Some of that can be public record, like if you're late and the your mortgage company is um, doing search, you know, f- getting ready to file. Interesting. So there okay. can be like legal documentation on that. So they'll do searches on that and then just start sending out letters with pictures of their cute little children and say, hey – See, you're behind on your payments. I really want to live in your neighborhood, you know, kind of thing. Somebody like that approaches you and you're like, oh, maybe we can work out a deal. Might be. Now, that might not be a great time because what could happen if you did a for sale by owner in that situation is there may be all kinds of liens, back taxes, unpaid things attached with the property. And if you were like me when I did my for sale by owner and I had no clue what was going on, did not, couldn't tell you for the life of me what title insurance meant at the time, even though I'd sold a couple of properties before that, then you could definitely be on the hook. There was a story as I was doing some research, uh, it was this realtor and she was trying to tell this story on YouTube and all I could focus on was the fact that the wind kept blowing her hair and she kept moving it out of her face. It was really distracting. But anyways, but it was a good video because she was just telling a story of some friends of her or some people that she knew that she was going to list their house and they decided to do for sale by owner. This gentleman came and said he wanted to buy it and somehow, and she couldn't explain why, it ended up, they signed over the deed to him, but then they never got the money. Like it wasn't done with a title company, which sort of manages that process and makes sure that no title is handed over until money is handed over, that it's all done at the same time. And so they ended up still on the hook for this house, for the mortgage, the taxes, everything, but the guy had the deed to it. That is insane. So I, I think I had to watch that video because I just think. There was really no further explanation. So, I, I, you know, there's certainly probably a lot more to the story. But I can promise you that something like that is not going to happen if you have a good realtor involved. So something to think about. Um, There are a lot of instances where people sell to family members as well. And so that may be a time where it's um, appropriate 
to do a for sale by owner. Those are really the only two times in my mind that make a lot of sense. And and even then, I actually help a ton of families uh, and people who have found their own buyers with purchases. I do it all the time um, because they realize that my experience isn't just marketing. It's not just about finding a buyer, but it's about ensuring a smooth and a fair and a timely transaction, making sure everything's legal, everything's protected. I have people come to me and they say, look, I'm buying this piece of land from my grandfather. I'm buying it from my uncle. I want to make sure that our family relationship stays intact. And so I'd like for you to kind of come in and help with the process and manage it, make sure that all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed and I can be the bad guy if somebody's not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, Negotiating inspection responses sometimes between family members can be a little tricky. So um, there is more to the realtor's job than just marketing and trying to find a buyer. And I think that's where people miss out and where this misconception of, oh, I can do that myself. Because there's a good chance that if you're in a hot neighborhood that you might be able to stick a sign in the yard and find a buyer yourself. But whether you can get that transaction to closing yourself is a whole different story. Have you had instances as a lender where she rolls her eyes? Tell me. I've had sometimes where the I've pre-approved someone or someone's coming in and they want to get pre-approved, but the house that they found, it's for sale by owner. And then they've told me, well, I've already talked to the owner of the house and they really don't want to pay realtor fees because that's on the on their on the mm-hmm. seller's uh, shoulders, so we're just going to do this, and so <laughs> let's just do it. They're just going to do, do it. it. So I always I always stress that there there's more to than just you know you having to write up an offer. But um, the thing that I always tell people is, do you want that stress of having to go through negotiations? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be the person? Like if you have a, a demanding job or whatever, a nine to five job where you have deadlines to meet uh, at work, but also you have to be responding to the seller in these negotiations. I just don't know if I'd want, if I would want that. It's super awkward. So. I do remember that, my negotiation with the lady on my condo. I remember being super awkward. Like she made an offer and I was kind of like, I need a little bit more than that. How do I say that? What do I do? You know, I and mean, it was just really weird. Well, and a lot of times we, we focus on what we've seen on television. Mm-hmm. So that may like... Uh, you know, skew our thought process on how it's done in our market. But my other point to them is that please don't ask me for any advice because I cannot provide you any yep. guidance. Right. Um, they do that with the title companies too. They'll mm-hmm. contact our local title companies and say, hey, like, how do we do this? And as they're in that same position, we cannot right. offer you, you know, advice on, advice that. on that. Right. Well, I know some sellers, um, like you said, they think that they're going to save on commission. So they think they want to go for sale by owner. Maybe they don't have much equity and there's nothing in there to pay the realtor. And honestly, that's probably when you need the professional the most. Um, Stats show that, and again, I'm going to sound like I'm trying to sell you on something and I'm not, but stats show that homes tend to sell more when there's a realtor involved. And you just want to make sure you don't leave anything on the table. And I think this is probably where, you know, I went wrong and, you know, it didn't destroy my life. So that's fine. But, um, you know, here's an example it just happened to me a couple of weeks ago. There was a for sale by owner that popped up on a Sunday morning on Zillow and my client saw it and at like seven o'clock Sunday morning was like, uh, I need to go see this house like today. Okay, so I got a hold of the seller, have to ask them if they're willing to work with a realtor, yada, 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 jump through all these hoops because we have to figure out who's going to, you know, compensate me if anyone, you know, because I'm not, I can't 
I got to put food on the table. I can't work for free. Um, and so we went and we saw it. We were in the place at like noon and wrote an offer on the spot on my phone, like signed the offer and everything, sent it off. And then a few hours later, the seller contacted me and said, well, we got another offer. And so we went with that one. Fine and dandy, my buyer was really disappointed that he didn't have an opportunity to do what we call highest and best. So sometimes, not required, so you know, didn't do anything illegal, but sometimes when you get multiple offers, the what the smart thing to do is, you know, unless one is like a slam dunk, and it's like, why would you not take this one offer, is to go back to everyone and say, all right, we have multiple offers, give me your highest and best, because that can drive the price up. And so did this seller leave some money on the table because I don't think they understood that process or, or didn't have the, you know, the means. That's probably not in the Staples paperwork package, how to uh, do a highest and best offer or multiple offer notification. So I felt like that person probably left some money on the table. Um, I'm going to sound like Jeff Foxworthy, you know, he says, you know, you're a redneck when I was writing this. And I was like, that's exactly what it sounds like. But if you can't answer the question, should I pay for title insurance and what part of property taxes should I pay? If you can't answer those questions, you should not be doing for sale by owner. Uh, if you can't define what a major defect is, you should not be doing for sale by owner. If you can't explain what earnest money is, you should not be doing for sale by owner. If you don't know what closing costs are or why the buyer just asking for the seller to cover closing costs but not giving you a specific amount, if you don't understand any of that, what I just said, then you should not be doing for sale by owner. And I could go on and on and on because those are all instances where it could be written up contractually obligated to do something that you're going to be leaving money on the table that if you had a realtor involved would not necessarily happen. I would say real quick too, as a side note is we live in Indiana. So if you went to Staples, don't purchase one for California or Minnesota as a purchase agreement and then submit that for a real estate transaction in Indiana. For sure. That's it. Yeah. Good point. All right. We're going to take another break so that Karen can finish her story about guys with bling on their jeans. And we will be right back. So stick around. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. What makes a great leader? 
Most have a vision, one that starts beyond the resources available and continues from that point into developing a solid plan, organization, and company. Leadership issues are discussed each week on VoltCast, illuminating leadership with host Jeff Smith. Jeff has years of experience as a leader and executive coach, and his guests will bring you information that can help a team of any size. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right, we are back today talking about FISBOs for sale by owners and uh, what you need to know from the seller perspective, and hopefully we'll get to the buyer perspective as well. You know, a lot of sellers go FISBO because the market is hot or they think that their neighborhood is hot. And I totally can see why they think that. You stick a sign in the yard in a hot neighborhood and their phone's going to be ringing off the hook all day long. But really, that's precisely why you need a realtor. Because again, I'm going to sound like a broken record today. It's not just about getting someone interested, but it's about finding the right person who's interested and getting the transaction closed. You know, how do you pick the right buyer? Again, I'm going to pull out my Jeff, Jeff Foxworthy again, but if you don't know what a pre-qualification versus a pre-approval is, then you need a realtor. Um, if you don't know how to check if a cash buyer has sufficient funds, you need a realtor. Could you imagine getting an accepted offer? They say, oh, it's cash, and you're like, sweet. And then like 30 days pass or something, and you move out, and you're ready to buy your next house, and then they don't have cash. I wouldn't know how to how to verify funds. Yeah, or you know it's happening a lot in this market. I'm sure it's happening in a lot of markets. This is so interesting to me. Uh, we have a, a large uh, Chinese market, um, and they are, to get money from China to the United States is super tricky. I don't even understand it. They can only send it in $50,000 increments, and it can only be like one per person. So if someone over here needs to get cash from their family in China, they're sending it like you know $50,000 in mom's name and $50,000 dollars in their cousin's name and fifty thousand dollars in somebody else's name. I did not know. And it that. has to come over kind of incrementally. Unless you're in Hong Kong, in which case you if you can smuggle cash into Hong Kong, apparently it's super easy to get out. I don't know. I was in here thinking the whole conversion like oh, to yeah. US dollars no. would be another thing. No. But okay. So getting that money over here and if something trips up and you can't get the money over here, you know, then you don't close. Hmm. Would would a normal FISBO seller know that? No. No. Who who does know that? Uh, your like protege. Your realtor knows that. Um, if you don't know how to manage a backup offer, I mean, if you're in a hot neighborhood, you want an offer and a backup offer. Um, and I think most sellers wouldn't know how to do that. I don't think that's in the Staples file either. Um, if you are relying on uh, Zillow to set your price, you need a realtor. Um, you know, do you have the latest and greatest data points to help you set that? And do you understand what the current trends are? Because it's not just what's sold recently, but it's what's currently trending now. So this great article, and I think Rachel will post some links up to it as I was doing some research and it just, it tickled me, I have to say, it tickled me. But the founder of a website that was dedicated to uh, For Sale by Owner, which was forsalebyowner.com. This was about five years ago. But the owner, his name's Colby Sombroto or something. I'm sorry, I butchered that name. He spent six months trying to sell his condo himself in Manhattan. I think it was in Manhattan, New York, Chelsea. Um, 
and then eventually had to turn the listing over to a broker. Well, I mean, you know, you tried to practice what you preach, I guess. For six months. But here's what's interesting to me. There's two things that are interesting to the story. One, that uh, it did finally, with the broker, attracted multiple offers. He actually had it priced too low and wasn't attracting the right buyers. And I'm guessing that he was attracting people who could maybe afford the price, but then maybe couldn't afford maintenance fees or utility costs, you know, or the other extras. Mm -hmm. And so he wasn't, he had this weird mix and it wasn't working. And that's uh, what he was, what was keeping him from selling. And when he went with the broker, the broker was like, we need to price it higher. And he was like, no, no, no. And they're like, no, this is right. This is the right price for this neighborhood. And they ended up getting um, multiple offers and it sold for $150,000 more than the original asking price. Oh my gosh. And how long? did it take once it was in the hands of a broker to uh looks like within it let's see by may it went in so it took a good five months see so i would ask all these questions like that my mother would ask of me yeah we call sunny details like oh i wonder why he wanted to sell and was he trying to relocate you know out of state whatever and then did trying to do it on his own right prohibit yeah those are the questions i have now the story gets a little more interesting because uh, word got out about this, and of course it was a hot, hot story of the for sale by owner exec not being able to sell, successfully sell by owner. And some, um, I have to find the, who said it here, the New York, no, Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal wrote an article about it, and the broker talked. <laughs> And said, yeah, I sold that. Because why wouldn't you be like, I sold that, you know, $6 million property or whatever. And so the uh, for sale by owner executive ended up suing because it made him, it was like defamation almost. It made him look bad. It made his company look bad. Well, and I go, go back to like last week's show, it has to do with privacy yeah. and what, what you know, uh, code of ethics that realtors should be following. So right. He demanded um, $5 million in damages for breach of contract, contract, breach of fiduciary duty, and some other words I can't pronounce, and another $64,000 for uh, some other attorney fees and whatnot. So, and I, I wasn't able to figure out how, find out how that ended. I Googled and Googled and Googled and I couldn't find it. But anyways, I just thought that was an interesting, interesting. Interesting sideline um, to that. So it was it was a bit of a drama back there five years ago. Um, let's talk about another very, very important aspect uh, for sale by owner that I think is really overlooked. And it's the one that kind of makes me the most anxious. And that is safety. Um, because here's what I see. I see a stay-at-home mom with kids. Uh, sure, stranger, come on over. Come into my house. I have no idea who you are. But why not I let you in with me and my babies while I'm home alone? Park in front of my garage so that I can't get my car out to flee if I need to. Make sure that you walk behind me into rooms so that I'm cornered when I'm in a room. These are all things that, as realtors, we're kind of trained how to protect our safety, but also make sure that um, buyers are legit. I mean, they could be case in the joint, right? They could be, and if, you know... I, I don't know. I, I, I get nervous for realtors or for people who have realtors where... You know, on the MLS, all the photos of my house will be on there. Yeah. And any any of my belongings are out there. Right. Yeah. But I'm always amazed when I go and I show houses that I'll see right on the fridge, the family calendar. And it's like, oh, look, vacation in two weeks. Mm. So I know you're not going to be home. Or, oh, it's Mama's birthday Saturday night. Everybody's going to be gone for that, you know, out partying with Mama or whatever. Right. It just makes it way, way too easy for people. Um 
And so, you know, if the realtor is showing a home, at least there's sort of a line of defense there. You're hoping that the realtor checks out the legitimacy of buyers, which I think realtors are doing more and more. Some sellers do require pre-qualification or pre-approval before, um, and I think that's totally fair, too. So, um, you know, that to me is just a really scary thing. Um, Like the guy, the last for sale by owner I showed, you know, I just, I texted him. Like, hey, because it was Sunday morning. I was like, hey, can we show this house? He's like, sure. And I felt like I needed to offer up. I was like, um, you know, this is who I am. Here's my website. So you can check that against my phone number and know that I'm legit. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, you can listen to me on Voice America. <laughs> Download me on iTunes. You know, I felt like I needed to prove to him that I was legit. And he was like, oh, it's fine. I'll just leave the door unlocked for you. Really? Okay. I mean, I know we live in a safe town, but... Also, something else to think about in terms of safety is, are you prepared to have your email and your cell phone number out there for the entire world to see? I'm just going to say think twice before you do that, because mine is, it has to be, I think yours is too, right? Mine is too. It has to be. I mean, I have a secret second line that like four people know about, but you know, it's my it's my work. My mom was always like, I can't put your numbers out there. I'm like, that's how I make a living, mom. Yep. But I'm Karen, do you remember that time that that one guy was acting all crazy? He was like contacting me. He was acting absolutely insane. Yeah. And we were trying to figure out who this guy was because he was getting really kind of like violent and crazy. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, he was just arrested. Yes. Like literally within five minutes of his last crazy text message to me, he was booked by a sheriff and a and a another in, county in another county yeah and i was like is this the same guy and i'm screenshotting it and you know it's crazy it is right crazy. so you have to be prepared for that and i don't i don't know that i would want to deal with that either yeah. so um let's see let's talk about uh, a little bit more of the legal stuff um another aspect of for sale by owner is the law do you know enough to protect yourself from legal issues not knowing is not an excuse unfortunately so here are a couple examples like disclosures we've talked about in the past i think we had a whole show dedicated to disclosures but if you don't know what you're required to disclose you probably need a realtor there's a article uh, from one of my favorite websites, Bigger Pockets, and they were talking about the same thing. And he said, I'm just going to read straight from the article. Uh, in California, you must tell a buyer that someone died in your house if that happened. In Delaware, that same question can only be answered if the buyer is requested in writing. However, if the person died of HIV, you must not disclose the death. In California, you're required to provide information about Megan's Law, lead-based paint facts, water heater safety, earthquake safety, natural hazards, on and on and on. The point is that it's so different in different states. If you don't know this information, you really need a realtor to protect yourself. Um, Another legal area where you want to protect yourself is fair housing. We talked about that last week. And those fair housing laws are created to protect any kind of or prevent any kind of um, housing discrimination. And they apply to rental properties and they apply to sale of properties. Here's where it gets super confusing. So I'm just going to say it as confusingly as I possibly can. There are exceptions. So there is an exception to these fair housing laws that if you're the owner of the property is selling their own property, like a for sale by owner, they don't have to follow fair housing which is kind of crazy because I just want to say, you know, hey, everybody, just be good people. But anyways, but so they're kind of, it's kind of weird because they're allowed to discriminate, but there are exceptions to that exception. (laughs) So um, if you don't understand the exceptions, the exceptions, you get into legal hot water. Like one exception is that if you're doing for sale by owner, but you're listing it on a for sale by owner website, many of those websites have small print that say you have to follow the Fair Housing Act. So you have to do that. And so you can't use words like we talked about last week, you know, children (laughs) over 55, walking, 
church. These are words you shouldn't be using in your description or you could get into legal hot water. Um, and so that, you know, that's meant to be confusing because it is confusing and you need someone to help you navigate that so that you don't get into, into any legal issues either. All right. Boy, that segment went fast. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to take a breath and we're going to gear up for segment four. We talk just a couple more things about sellers and then buyers uh, for sale by owners. So stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Are you interested in buying or selling a home? Not sure what the next step is? Deb can help. Go to realrealestatetoday.com and click on Start Here. You'll be asked a few simple questions and Deb will personally contact you to help answer your real estate questions and connect you with a realtor in her personal nationwide network of realtors. So even if you aren't in Deb's service area, you're guaranteed to find a good match wherever you are. Visit realrealestatetoday.com. A wave of change is happening in our world now. A new feminine way of leadership is emerging. Yet this is not about women taking over. This rise of the feminine is helping men too. Join host Gina Lazenby, award-winning businesswoman, best-selling author, and speaker on feminine wisdom as she reports on the rise of the feminine with inspiring stories of women who are coming into their own and finding their unique purpose. Tune in and join this conversation in the rise of the feminine each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Marijuana means different things to different people. To Eva Sativa, host of Everyday Cannabis, it means hope. Eva credits her life to cannabis, and today she's an advocate for patient rights, safe products, and community education. Each week, you'll learn about cannabis as a safe medicine and its role in cutting-edge research. We'll talk about legalization, bring you product reviews, and chat with the industry's best and brightest. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Real Real Estate Today. To reach Deb tomorrow or with questions and comments about the show, please send an email to Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. That's Deb at realrealestatetoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. All right. Thanks for sticking around for our last segment. We are talking today about for sale by owners and what you need to know. So just one last thing for sellers, and then we'll talk a little bit about buyers and what they need to know about looking at for sale by owner homes. Um, You know, many buyers are reluctant to talk to for sale by owners because they don't want to go it alone. And I think most buy a lot of buyers just make the assumption that the seller won't work with a buyer's agent. So question for you, sellers, if you're considering doing for sale by owner, are you? Are you willing to pay a buyer's agent's commission? If not, If you're not willing to allow the buyer to have representation, I'm telling you, you're going to look suspicious. People are going to be like, well, they must be trying to screw me over. Uh, If you are willing to 
pay a buyer's agent commission, make that super obvious because it's a lot easier as a realtor to make that phone call and say, hey, I have a client who's interested in your home. If I know that you're willing to, it's funny because the for sale by owner I showed a few weeks ago, I sent a text, like I said, it was Sunday morning. So I just sent a text and I was like, are you willing to work with a realtor on this? And he said, um, we are not willing to pay, we are not willing to work with a realtor. And I was like, and it was like real direct. And I was like, okay, thanks. And then like two minutes later, he goes, I mean, we are like, he typed it wrong or autocorrect or whatever. <laughs> and so, yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, can I show the property then? But it was like super awkward. And I was like, I don't know. So um, make it obvious. Um, realtors may be hesitant to, this is a secret. I probably shouldn't tell people this, but so lean in, secret. Karen always leans in. Thank you. Uh, realtors kind of don't really like working with for sale by owners, even if we do get buyer's agent commission, because we kind of end up doing the work for both people. And it gets super tricky because here's the thing. My job is to represent the buyer, but I'm having to kind of do some work for the seller because the seller doesn't know how to do it. But then how do you do that? And like, I could really screw you over on a lot of cases, not to sound like snarky, but it's just because I know the ins and outs. And if I'm working with a seller, but I'm not going to because I don't want the deal to fall apart at the last minute because you found out you were screwed over. But then it's like, but if there's not an opportunity to take advantage of, am I doing a disservice to my buyer? Because I could get you, you know, it gets real screwy. It's a little uncomfortable. But here's what you need to know. Something like 80% of buyers are working with agents. And we as agents may not see your listing if it's not in our MLS, because that's typically where we're looking. So you may, as a seller, you may automatically be stacking the cards against you that you're not getting the widest exposure and finding the right buyer. I'm not saying you're not going to find a buyer, but are you going to find the best buyer and the right buyer? Because you are maybe getting exposure to 20 to 30% of the buyers out there. Um, so that's just something to think about as you kind of make that decision as to what's best for you. But let's talk about the buyer side before we run out of time, because like I said at the beginning of the show, this is a question I get a lot. Buyers come to me, and Karen, you get the question too, right? Yes, <laughs> Buyers come to you and say, I want to buy it for sale by owner. What do I do? Um, so if a buyer says that to me, you know what, what you should do, you see it online, bring it to your realtor's attention, and your realtor should say, well, let me find out if they're willing to work with a buyer's agent. Basically, we need to find out if they're willing to um, allow you to have your own representation and uh, and allow you to be compensated if they're if they're willing to build that into the price um, if there's no compensation then we, it's you know I gotta put food on the table this is a job for me um, your realtor will probably not say this with a smile on their face sure I'll call them and find out if they're willing to work with a realtor but they should do it <laughs> Um, if the seller says yes, then it's great. Um, your realtor will have a compensation agreement that they'll have the seller sign before you even show the property. So if you love it, everything's already worked out and you just move forward. Um, it's business as usual. Um, again, you know, your, your realtor's obligation is to you, but sometimes we have to kind of help the seller because otherwise they don't know. I had a, a for sale by owner several years ago, and they ended up having an attorney help them, which was nice. At least they kind of had their own um, advice, you know, mm-hmm. but the attorney didn't know what forms really to fill out either. He'd send me emails. He'd be like, can you write this up? I'm like you're an attorney. Once a seller has agreed to have, you know, you know, to work with a realtor on the buyer side, who sets that, who sets that uh, commission piece? 
Well, that's negotiations that would happen between the realtor and the seller before the showing would even happen. Let me ask you this. Would a realtor, uh, would they ask for like the standard or would they ask for a little bit more knowing that the potential to have to do more than one side is there? I would assume they would ask for the standard, but I'm sure there are realtors out there who would ask for more. I can't imagine a seller agreeing because, you know, in their mind, they've probably, you know, they see a number and they think that that's the number it's going to be. So, yeah, good question, though. If a seller is not willing to pay commission, then step two would be, can you work it out with your realtor that the buyer pays the compensation? So I had some clients ask me about this last week and they said, you know, well, if there was a for sale by owner that they were potentially interested in, um, it's in one of the hottest neighborhoods in Bloomington and it's been on the market since May. Why? Because it's overpriced because they don't have somebody who's, uh, and it may be one of those where like, we put us, you know, when I, I go to Maine every summer and we drive around Mount Desert Island is usually where we spend time. And I swear every house has a for sale sign in the yard. And it's just because it's like, let's just throw it out there and see what happens, you know, mm-hmm. during high season. So it may be one of those where if I got this price, I would move. But other than that, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I can stick around. Um, So those buyers said, well, if they're not willing to pay commission, we would be willing to pay the commission and we would build that into the sales price. So there is certainly opportunity there as well. That's inter- that's So it's just a, a numbers game at mm-hmm. that point. Okay. Yeah, right. Okay. So like the one I showed a couple of weeks ago that said, no, we're not willing to work with a realtor. Oh, wait, yes, I meant we are willing to work with a realtor. But uh, I said, so you're willing to compensate, pay commission. He said, well, we not maybe not a full commission. Like maybe not the full share. And so we just kind of built it into the sales price. A full commission kind of added some in and then asked for some closing costs back. So, you know, so that that the numbers all worked out. out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So that is certainly an option too. I'm just laughing because at the end of that whole conversation or that, that entire negotiation, they are paying whatever the commission that, that you were hoping to get out of it. But if we raise the purchase price, the sellers are paying it. It's all getting paid. Yeah, it's all getting paid. Okay. Yeah, it's coming off of the seller's side, typically is what we do. It can come off the buyer's side, too. I mean, they could add it in, but I think it's easier for loan purposes to just add it into the sales price and then, okay. yeah, put it on there. Um, so if the seller says no and they won't let you work with a realtor, even if you're going to pay the compensation, then you need to run. <laughs> That's my opinion anyways. Um you know, I just think that that you should be afraid. It becomes a contest of who knows more. And I just don't think that's a contest you want to get into. You know, buyers, there are there are hiccups in transactions. And do you know what to do? You know, I had a, a someone who had talked to me briefly about buying a home and then they ended up buying a for sale by owner. But guess what? The house didn't appraise. And they called me and they wanted advice. I gave them some vague advice, but I couldn't, you know, give them a lot of details um, because I mostly because I always say, you know, my, my uh, errors and omissions insurance isn't covering the advice I'm giving because, you know, See, you're I don't going even it on your own. that appraisal comes in too low or the title company sends the buyer, you know, sends the yeah. title work and then you go, I don't right. even know what this is. What if there's a lien on the property? What if the seller has a judgment against them that could, you know, stop right. the sale of the property? Um, how do you know you have clear title and do you even know what that means? And, and something else to think about too, is that for sale by owner, you know, we talked about fair housing laws and how those don't necessarily apply but there's exceptions to the exceptions to the exceptions well 
uh, sellers also don't have to follow the realtor code of ethics which means they don't necessarily have to be completely honest with you in the dealings. So, um, you know, there's a, 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 some examples of like a buyer didn't realize that the school district lines had changed and bought a house in a different district and her kids had to change schools. Worst mom ever. Oh, my gosh. Right? There's another one that um, found out that their homeowner association had specific requirements to the type of materials used for the roofs. And so the buyers had built that into the offer but then when it came time to do the roof, it was three to four times more expense, expensive than what they thought. Because, and the sellers didn't tell them that. They didn't have to tell them that. They didn't have to, you know, it's just different. So if you have money to leave on the table, I would recommend going for sale by owner. But if you want to make sure that the deal is closed and everybody's legally covered, then definitely you need to call up a realtor. So we're going to have some great information online. Uh, please follow us on Facebook. I think that about wraps it up for this week. Thank you for joining us. And we will be back next week with another riveting episode of Real Real Estate Today, your home for smart real estate. Have a great one. Thank you for tuning in to Real Real Estate Today. Please join your host, Deb, tomorrow for another edition every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until next week, take care of your home. It's one of your most important assets. 